Ontario is still in a state of emergency, and yesterday we reported 535 new cases of coronavirus. One of the big problems is we don't actually know if those numbers are accurate. Uh, We believe that they're a little light um, because people are just not getting tested enough. They're just aren't the availability of testing still isn't where it should be. I know three people that have been turned away, although it's uh, pretty obvious they have had coronavirus. They've they've been told, yeah, you probably have it, but we're not going to test you right now. Um, that has a lot of people scratching their heads. And one of the realities is in order to get this uh, pandemic under control, we need to know how widespread it is. Uh, Mark Matson is president of Swim, Drink, Fish and Lake Ontario Waterkeeper. You've heard him on the show before, and he is now suggesting that we could use our wastewater system to give us the facts on where coronavirus is. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good to have you on. Thanks, Kelly. Good morning. So elaborate on this strategy of, you know, following the water to find out uh, how widespread coronavirus may be. Sure. Um, uh, I mean, it was about six weeks ago we wrote a blog on Lake Ontario Waterkeeper just um, about this idea that we, you know, I had researched that in China, the RNA, the radionuclear acid from the coronavirus stays in the sewage for seven to 14 days and it, and it can be dead or it can be alive, but you can pick it up in the sewage treatment plant. And so I really suggested that, you know, since Ontario has over 423 sewage treatment plants and the province runs 244 of them and the municipalities run 179 and they're already sampling sewage for other things, that that would be the best way to get a really big picture idea of COVID in our communities and uh, to set up surveillance um, monitoring at our sewage treatment plants. It didn't really go anywhere in Ontario. It's been six weeks, but now we're seeing that in Belgium, Netherlands, France, Australia, U.S., um, utilities are getting together. They're really, this new data is emerging and it's very powerful. Um, It gives you insight as a diagnostic tool into things that just um, sampling in the community doesn't. So um, in order to protect people and the economy going forward, I'm 100% sure that every that our province and our country will be doing an, um, sewage indexing for COVID and surveillance of COVID in our sewage treatment plants. We're just really late to get going on it. And it's too bad because, um, you know, I think every day we don't have that data is every day we're going blind a little further into the future. You mentioned as well in your blog, as I gave it a quick scan here, that they're already testing uh, sewage in plants. So this wouldn't be difficult to adjust for a test for coronavirus. Exactly. I mean, it's so cheap. Um, you know, the utilities and the people who work there already have safety guidelines. It's, there's so much there's so much um, around safety, around, um, you know, sampling sewage. There's so many contaminants into it already. But these are the people who do it. They can do it in different areas of the city. They can do it at the end pipe so they can give you a big picture for all of Toronto or they can say different areas of Toronto. And really what they're finding around the world now, and there's a conference going on um, this week in um, Michigan, brought the experts from around the world. And they're going to release a report on Thursday of this week. And it's free and it's fantastic. And I've been following it. But really what they're finding it's most useful for are trends. They can really see if the coronavirus is increasing in the community or it's decreasing. And by understanding those trends, you're really able to make important decisions about protecting people and the economy going forward. So it's cheap. It's easy. It's really accurate. It's universal. And um, I just think it, you know, we have to change, you know, this is a time where people need to be creative and maybe change things from the past. And, um, you know, we might not have those people sampling for coronavirus now, but it only appeared four or five months ago. And we need to be able to adapt. 
I would imagine, I mean, the, the virus probably, you know, once it's treated in the, the sewage treatment plant, I don't know, does does the virus, are they finding the virus is killed or is it being released into waterways? Because that raises other questions about, you know, we know that after our water is purified, it goes into Lake Ontario, mm-hmm. right? I mean, uh, is there a risk to people, um, you know, taking a dip this summer then? Yeah, that's been one of the real, um, you know, confusing points as you talked about doing um, COVID surveillance and sewage treatment and you find the RNA dead or alive, people are very concerned about what happens if the sewage doesn't get treated? Is it getting into our drinking water? Is it getting into our beaches? The science is pretty clear that that's not happening or there's no evidence of that happening yet. It's easily, most of the COVID that's found in the sewage treatment plants is already died, has already died. Um, they're not finding a lot of live virus there. So it's really just an evidentiary piece in the bigger picture. But secondly, um, they're not finding that it survives well, you know, outside of, uh, of being inside human beings. And once it's released into the environment, into water, et cetera, they're not finding it on beaches, but they're still studying it. It's new. Mm-hmm. They're looking where there are CSOs, where there's warm areas, where there's sewage released, and people might need to be warned about that this summer. Salt water is better than um, fresh water. So we have fresh water. So maybe, you know, staying on top of it and being very precautionary, I think is the approach we need to do because this is new science and it's emerging. And I think we need to get on it. I get more calls from people when I talk about sampling sewage for COVID. I get more calls about, can I, can I pick up rocks at the beach? Can I go swimming? Should I be fishing in the water? And so far, the answer is that um, the risk is not in our recreational water. That's the, that's the evidence. So um, that's what I'm, we're going with right now. But we're, all, but we're also making sure that people stay on this and keep aware. I would imagine that testing for sewage water, um, you know, in uh, small municipalities, this could be really helpful, especially if we have a second wave, because you could uh, essentially test your sewage, you know, see that there's no COVID in your Mm -hmm. sewage plant, assume that your town is COVID free for now, and you could adjust your social distancing, um, you know, with that in mind. 100%. I mean, in Netherlands, where they first did it, what happened was they were testing for COVID in the Netherlands sewage and found it. And yet there were zero cases in the public um, director. You know, they had found they hadn't found any COVID in the Netherlands. But of course, a week later, people started Mm -hmm. appearing at hospitals. So it was a really good indicator. And they were they were shocked to see that. But here in Ontario, just think about it. The province, we have 423 sewage treatment plants all across the province. The province runs 240 of them with the Ontario Clean Water Agency. And the other 179 are run by municipalities. Imagine if they got together and started doing the sampling and provided that to our health and epidemiologists and our other health um, experts. Think of the picture we would have of COVID in Ontario, where it is and how you can plan for it and what communities of our concern or where we need to send our resources I mean, it seems it's almost too good um, Mm -hmm. a diagnostic. It's so simple. And we're not moving on it. And, you know, Canada has 1,259. I saw, I heard from the, um, from the conference, the webinar the other day, that there's 2.1 billion people who are served by 105,600 sewage treatment plants around the world. And that's what they're trying to get to on a global scale is they could get sewage treatment plants to do this more regularly. We'd have so Mm -hmm. much of a better picture of what's going on. So, I'm glad you called to talk about it because, you know, I'm about swimmable, drinkable, fishable water and recreational water, et cetera. But I feel 
during this time, we really do have insight into environmental surveillance because we do much so much sampling around recreational water. And I just thought, you know, sitting here six weeks ago, I was like, I, I really think they should be sampling the sewage for us because that's where they're going to get the best information and be able to give us the best um, idea of what's happening and where the trends are and what we need to do to protect people in our economy. Mark, I want to thank you for your time. It's always interesting talking to you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kelly. Cheers. That's Mark Matson. He's president of Swim, Drink, Fish and Lake Ontario Waterkeeper. And what a simple way to follow uh, the concentration of coronavirus. Just check the sewage water. I mean, we all expel. So you could, based on the level of concentration, realize how possibly infected your area is or how well you're doing with social distancing rules. Incredible stuff.